It's game day, and this is the home of Scottish football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good afternoon and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard on a huge weekend of league football in Scotland. The post-split fixtures begin today with the race for Europe and to avoid relegation taking centre stage. Celtic can win the Premiership tomorrow if they get it right against Hearts while Rangers host Aberdeen. And Dundee have been crowned winners of the Championship and will start their ascent to the top flight. I'm Gordon Duncan and joining me this afternoon, three kings of Saturday afternoon radio, Gordon DL, Mark Mark Wilson and Hugh Keevans. The Championship has given the Premiership a hard act to follow today. Congratulations to Dundee up to the top flight after an eight-goal thriller against Queen's Park. Air United finished second in the table. Has fate started to put together an all-Ayrshire playoff final against Kilmarnock there at Motherwell this afternoon and you have to favour the home team and one last thought on what happened last night Gordon Inverness Cali Thistle finished 6th in the championship table they now have no football for 2 days short of a calendar month and then on the 3rd of June they have to play the champions elect in the premiership the team who've only lost four games in their last 71 league matches and who are on the verge of a treble. Well done, Billy Dodds. Yeah, it was a remarkable night last night and well done to Dundee. Congratulations. But the pressure now falls on the shoulders of Kilmarnock, Ross County and Dundee United all fighting for their lives down there and terrific games. And then we've got the main show tomorrow where Celtic can wrap up the title once and for all at Tyne Castle. A great weekend of football ahead of us. Well, we're off the fantastic weekend of football after last night. I think everybody was glued to Queen's Park and Dundee. What a game. What an end of the season uh, final game. Um, well done to Dundee um, Unfortunately for Cove relegated But this weekend's got to be just as big A lot of important games Absolutely sit back And I was going to say relax I don't know if you can do much relaxing At this stage of the season Sit back and try to enjoy Because there is a lot to play for Of course we'll look back on a fantastic evening in the championship So whether it was a happy Or a sad outcome for your team You can certainly share your thoughts On Twitter throughout the afternoon And we'll have the open line A bit later on Yes of course We're going to have to preview tomorrow At length Because it could be The day that Celtic Are crowned champions Of the Premiership They can do that In their own right By beating Hearts At Tynecastle And of course Uh Interested to see what happens between Rangers and Aberdeen as well, Hugh Evans. Yeah, of course. A uh, lot of issues at the top end of the table and the bottom end today, but uh, I think tremendous anticipation of what happens at Tynecastle tomorrow. 1,200 Celtic fans, and that's your lot. But Ange Postacoglu would rather win it in front of 1,200 Celtic fans than no Celtic fans at all at Ibrooks the weekend that, that follows. And for Rangers tomorrow, all eyes on team selection for Michael Beale. He's lost to Aberdeen in the league. He's lost to Celtic in the semi-final of the Scottish Cup. No Rangers manager can afford three defeats on the bounce. So big weekend for Celtic and Rangers tomorrow. But before then, it ain't half hot. Absolutely, it's an incredible time of year when you think about it We're in, we're in awards season, we're going to be crowning player of the year and all that sort of stuff in the next couple of weeks. We'll find out 
Uh, well, it's a matter of when, isn't it? The Celtic win the title, League Two, League One, the Championship. They're all done and dusted now in terms of the title. Teams could still get relegated from those divisions. The playoffs mostly sewn up as well. So lots to get through. But let's kick off with today's games, though, and get some team news for you ahead of four fantastic games. So much to play for. And this is the beauty of the split. It's not perfect, but what it does is it pits all these sides up against each other with similar aims. So let's start at the top, shall we? Or nearer the top, because Easter Road is a fascinating one. Hibs against St Mirren and Fraser Wishart is there. It is fascinating, Gordon. I hope I get as good a game as your, as your build-up, because as you say, it's only a game of the top six that's been played. Today It's still plenty to play for for, for these two. They're levelling 44 points, both four behind Hearts and Celtic win the cup which we all expect I think it'll be between these two for that crucial fifth place and of course Conference League football next season so today is vital for both and I don't think either can afford to lose if they are going to get that fifth place for Hibs they had four defeats in a row talking the manager losing his job then they beat Hearts 1-0 drew against St Johnson two weeks ago and they still find themselves in the top six and that perhaps sums up what's been a strange season for them poor League Cup didn't go out of the group throughout 2022 Ups and downs, really inconsistent. Long runs of defeats, followed by a few good results to pick up their form. I think Lee Johnson will probably and rightly point to injuries. His first choice front three to start the season would probably have been Nisbet, Boyle and McGeady. And Nisbet was out injured. Boyle and McGeady picked up serious injuries. They've also lost Bashiri for a long time while he's back in the bench. And Kelm again. So that's part of the reason for the inconsistent run. But they now have a great chance of European football next season. Lee Johnson has talked openly about that being one of the main aims for him and a club the size of Hibs. But for Simon, they've achieved that top six place for the first time. I was in Paisley to see them stumble over the line against Kilmarnock a couple of weeks ago. They played as poorly as I've seen them all season. Over 33 games, they, they deserve it. They've also had injuries. You know, They let Eamon Brophy go and loan to Ross County. Then a younger and main striker was hit by an injury. It's kept them out till the end of the season. And they've limited options up front. Then this week, Tony Watt took a knock in training. He was wearing a boot on the pitch earlier on and he might miss the rest of the season when that's assessed next midweek. So a lot rests on the shoulders of Curtis Main with Alec Grieve and youngsters Lewis Jimison and Kieran Offord in support. So Stephen Robinson never won at Easter Road as a manager in seven attempts. Quite amazing given the good Muddle team that he had a number of years ago. And that includes a 3-0 defeat here earlier on this season with St Mern in October. How he would love to break that duck today. Team news unchanged to Bernane. 4-1-4-1 formation from that game against St Johnson. Jimmy Jagger, of course, won his appeal against his red cards, so he takes his place in midfield. David Marshall's in goal, CJ Egan Riley, Will Fish, Paul Hanlon and Lewis Stevenson at the back. Jimmy Jagger's in midfield with Chris Cadden, Jake Doyle Hayes, Joe Newell and Ellie and the four behind Kevin Nisbet. The subs for Hibernian, Matt Johnson, Lewis Miller, Matty Cabraja, Matty Hopp, Michael Devlin, Ewan Henderson, Sean McCurdy, Josh Campbell and the returning Rocky Bushiri. Three changes for St Mirren, shock to say, and Bacchus dropped to the bench. Tony Watts said earlier is out. Injured income Gallagher, Kilty and Grieve. Usual 3-5-2 for St Mirren. They've got Trevor Carson in goals, a back three, Marcus Fraser, Declan Gallagher, Charles Dunn. Across the middle, Ryan Strain, Greg Kilty, Alex Gogic, Mark O'Hara and Scott Tanza with Alex Grieve and Curtis Main as the strikers. Saints subs, Peter Rominski, Joe Shock to say, Luke Kenny, Richard Taylor, Ryan Flynn, Colin Boyd-Munz, Keanu Bacchus, Kieran Offord and Lewis Jimison. The referee today, Easter Road is Matthew McDermott and on VAR is Ewan Anderson. Incredible time of year Fraser We said that And I think look We've maxed out last night In terms of the type of uh, Evening where you, you Constantly look at other scores Last night was the, the Prime example of that But you know again today With everyone sort of Playing each other You look at the opportunity For Hibs and St Mirren There's no 
disrespect meant to Hearts, but they will probably expect, hope that Celtic, you know, beat Hearts tomorrow. That would then open the door for both Hibs and St Mirren to really close that gap on Hearts to just one point, sitting in fourth at the moment. So it's, it's that it's that time of the year, isn't it? It is, and with all the sort of bigger teams, if you like, our five biggest teams, I think, are in the top five places. Then, then there's tough games towards the end of the season, particularly for St Mirren, you know, who, who have surprised everybody this season and got into into the the top six. But we tend to focus on the the, the title race and the old firm, and think people think tomorrow Celtic win, and that's the end of the season. Almost far from it. There's teams up and down the league. Maybe only Livingston, perhaps Motherwell as well, with not a lot to play for. But the rest, either at the top or the bottom plenty to play for and uh, say Celtic win that league then I think that uh, sorry win the cup then fifth place in this league is a, is, a, is a place in Europe you know and that's that's a, a good tournament when you look at West Ham and Roma and AZ Altmar in the, the semi-finals the Europa Conference League has become a good competition quickly over the last couple of years so they might just be a wee bit of stardust for these two next, next season but uh, just looking at Hibs fixtures they're away to Aberdeen next and then they have three games in a week they're at home to Rangers home to Celtic and away to Hearts the last game of the season tough tough games for them I think Hibs if they're going to get top five have to win this game today I don't think they can afford to lose I was actually looking there's a significant anniversary today it was six years ago today St Mirren went to Easter Road the great escape they could have gone down they got the result it was your pal from midweek Roy Loy the score that day oh Roy's a good player um, known to everyone else as Rory Loy of course but you you, you christened him Roy on the show the Roy other night Loy. which was quite something um, and, and I suppose that you know quite poetic the way that's come round Fraser in the sense that St Mirren go back there today and how important is the message that They've they've been striving for this top six for so long, and they've got there. But as we said, the, the bigger prizes are actually so close that there's no point in resting on your your laurels with a, a top six spot. No, I mean I think a few years ago, you're, you're right. That that uh, that game, I think I was a, a, a different game, but I was listening in and it was really nervous. Hibs had already got promotion and St Mirren were had been virtually relegated. Jack Ross came in and made up ten points in the, the second half of the season. It was amazing, and they could have been in League One. And you look at Falkirk and Dunfermline, and you see where they've ended up for season after season. So one of these sliding doors moments, someone could have been down there for a number of seasons, but uh, they've ended up in this in this top six position. And uh, yeah, I think a few years ago, top six meant top six. We're only maybe had. Uh, fourth place might have got into Europe or whatever, you know, because of the low coefficient. But the old firm doing really well in the last few years. It's really coefficient. The UEFA Conference League as well has just brought an extra European place. Plenty to play for. I mean, five out of six teams in that top six will qualify for Europe, and that's a big thing. You know, the old firm supporters maybe don't see it. It's a big thing because they're focusing title, title, title. But for the other clubs, it's a big thing. The best Aberdeen Hearts can hope for is third, so they're playing for that. For Hibs and St Mum, fifth place is Europe. So I think it's going to be a really exciting end to the season in the top six. Yep, looking forward to that one then Hibs against St Mirren Your only top six offering today Because of the two big games that take place tomorrow afternoon But they're equally as big If not bigger in some ways Down at the bottom Let's go to McDermott Park Because St Johnson played Dundee United Under the watchful eye of Roger Hanna yeah, and indeed are up, as you discussed at the top of the show, Gordon, and that makes it all the more important for these two local rivals to stay up and face them next season. And after the two-week league break, it's easy to forget Dundee United are the form team of the bottom six. Three straight Premiership wins, and those victories against Hibs, Motherwell and Livingston have lifted Jim Goodwin's side out of the bottom two, and they'd climb above St John's and then go ninth tonight with a win here in McDermott Park. On form, Jamie McGrath scored in all three of those wins. Stephen Fletcher's netted in two. And the upturn in form has really caught the imagination of the fans. With United's 2,700 allocation for the trip down the road to Perth, selling out within an hour. St Johnson this week rejected a request from their local rivals for more tickets, with Goodwin describing the snob as disappointing 
but he won't be disappointed if his side can defeat an out of sorts Saints here again and jump further up the table. The hosts haven't won in seven games since a 2-1 success at Tannadice in February. They're still without a home win since that 2-1 triumph over Giovanni Van Bronckhorst Rangers back last November and caretaker boss Stephen McLean searching for a first win after starting his reign with a point here against Hibs a fortnight ago. The omens though Stephen? They're not good for your Saints, I'm afraid. All three meetings this season between the sides have been won by the away team. And it's 13 games in eight years since the home team prevailed in this Tayside derby. Mind you, McLean did play in that 2-1 win for the Saints here in Perth. A dozen of his troubles to seek today, Gordon. Three enforced changes from that 1-1 draw with Hibs. Injuries to Ryan McGowan, David Willerspoon and Connor McLennan mean all three are out of the squad this afternoon. So they go with Remy Matthews in goal. James Brown's recalled at right back. Liam Gordon, Andy Considine and Adam Montgomery complete the back four. Midfield of Dre Wright, Cammy McPherson, Dan Phillips and the recalled pair of Melker Halberg and Graham Carey with Stevie May leading the line on the bench. Sinclair, Mitchell, Gallagher, Ballantyne, Moreland, Bear, Murphy, Rodden and 16-year-old homegrown striker Jackson Milchrist is on the bench. As for Dundee United, no such problems at all for Goodwin. They're unchanged from the side that's won those last three games. One addition to the bench, Exxon Johnson winger Glenn Middleton is back in place of Sadat Anaku. So they go Mark Berigiti in goal. The back four, Kieran Freeman, Loy Kaina, Charlie McGrew and Scott McMahon. Across the middle, Mari Niskin and Ian Harks, Craig Sibbald, Jamie McGrath and Aziz Behic. And up top, Stephen Fletcher on the bench, Newman, Edwards, Graham, Kujo, Thompson, Jim, Fotheringham, McLeod and Middleton. The ref is Alan Muir and the VAR is Greg Aiken. And I've got a trivia question, Gordon. For the mushroom, Dundee United expert. I mentioned a moment ago that Jamie McGrath, Jamie McGrath scored in the last three league games. Who was the last United player to score in four consecutive league games? Oh, uh, Jim McIntyre? No chance. I'll go Nadir Chiefchi. <laughs> he didn't score four in his career. Ryan, Ryan Gold. <laughs> The reason I asked is just because Mark loves Nadir Chichi, that's <laughs> yeah. all. I've got no idea if he did or not. Go on, put us out of misery, Roger. Ten years ago, almost Oof. to the day, Johnny Russell scored in four consecutive wow. league games. There it was a run of nine here. goals in eight games, and that earned him his big money move to Derby County. Well, looking forward to that one. Now, remember, St Johnston are ninth. Uh, Dundee United are 10th There are only two points separating them So th- th- that is that time of the season These games are that important And just below that of course Kilmarnock Who go to Fir Park today David Fields there Yeah God it was interesting that Hugh brought up The prospect of a potential All Ayrshire playoff final Because I hadn't even taken my seat here When someone of a Kilmarnock persuasion Will remain nameless Came came up to me and said Can you imagine a playoff final against Air United That would be amazing It would just top off an amazing championship season And season in Scottish football Obviously there's a lot of football to be played before then But maybe something that will come down the line I think these two teams would probably have been disappointed To have no game last weekend After positive results in the final round of fixtures Before the split Motherwell of course got that 1-1 draw at Celtic With Kevin Van Veen The April Premiership Player of the Month Scoring that wonder goal But Kelly so bad on the road were also really impressive in a 2-1 win over St Man and Paisley it was a long time coming the away record is beyond awful this season but Derek McInnes he knew he had to change that and he was a relieved man afterwards as you said Kelly started day second bottom they're still in real danger and they could do with another big away result but Motherwell six points ahead of them in eighth position I was actually looking at a piece earlier on where it says statistically Motherwell have 0% chance of being down directly and 3% chance of being in the playoffs I don't know if Stuart Kettlewell will agree with that but I think it could certainly, if Motherwell got one more win, I think they would be safe. 
There'll be four meetings. So this is the fourth meeting of the teams this season. Motherwell actually haven't won any of them. Two have been draws and there's been a Kilmarnock win. So I think Motherwell, so impressive under Stuart Kettle, will be looking to put that right today. And with Kevin Van Dien in prolific form, as we said, this clearly have a chance. He's got six goals in April. He won that Player of the Month award. He'll be looking to add to his tally of 24 for the season so far. There's a bit of chat. Can Motherwell keep him in the summer? You know, does he go for a big one last big payday? I think there'd be no shortage of interest in him, but I think that's maybe a topic for another day. He'll be fully focused today, looking to, you know, continue in May where he did in, in April. He's partnered by Mikael Mandron, who replaces Harry Payton, the only change from the Celtic team. So I think Motherwell will go back to that sort of 3-5-2 formation. Liam Kelly in goals, Paul McGinn, Callum Butcher and Dan Casey at the back. Max Johnson, Callum Slattery, Sean Goss, Blair Splittle and James Furlong across the middle with Mikael Mandron and Kevin Van Veen up front. Subs for Motherwell are Oxborough, O'Donnell, Lamy, Mugabe, Aitchison, Blaney, McKinstry, Miller and Payton. As for Kelly, they've suffered a real blow. Kel Vassell doesn't make it at all. He's not even on the bench. Just signed a permanent deal. He's been really, really good, but he is injured. He can't make it. And Scott Robinson comes in for him. Joe Wright also replaces Lewis Mayo in the back three and the only other change. So Kelly will line up. Sam Walker in goals. Back three of Joe Wright, Ash Taylor and Luke Chambers. Midfield five of Danny Armstrong, Alan Power, Liam Donnelly, David Watson and Rory McKenzie. And the front two will be Christian Doidge and Scott Robinson. Subs for Kelly are Hemming, Mayo, Dorset, Alston, Jones, Lyons, Alebiosu, Wales and Polworth. The referee at Fir Park is Kevin Clancy and the VAR is Mike Roncon. Right, you've made me feel a little bit better with this news that you've brought us that Motherwell have got a 3% chance of finishing in the relegation playoff, David, because it, it feels like it would be a bigger chance than that given if Kilmarnock beat them today, the gap would be cut to three points I guess what goes in Motherwell's favour It's not just about the, the points column there It's that St Johnston And Dundee United And Kilmarnock Would all need to find a way To, to overtake them at the same time Is that is that where it comes from? Yeah I think so I'm just looking here Gordon It was a, a piece by data specialist Nielsen's Grace Note so they say Motherwell chance of direct relegation 0% and chance of just being a playoff 3% so I think you can relax it'll be fine no I can't nothing to worry about absolutely at all. not <laughs> anyway that's you up to speed with your team news from our featured games don't forget there's another massive one at the bottom Ross County against Livy County rock bottom and they are four points behind Kilmarnock and Dundee United so really a bad combination of results for them today could be verging on Catastrophic But we'll keep an eye on that one Livy Are they in holiday mode They really don't have much to play for So we'll see how that one pans out In the Highlands As well We're going to be back With a look back On an incredible night In the Championship Do that next Action as it happens And your reaction from five On the open line This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard You'll know at this stage on a Saturday We generally get all the guys involved And look back on the week's biggest talking points And it is hard to ignore the championship last night It came to a dramatic conclusion At both ends of the table uh, And I wonder, Hugh Keevans In your very, very many years in this business You ever seen anything quite like that on a, a final day? No, but I think it was partly created by Queen's Park being so awful mm. defensively uh, That... It was shown last night that this is too early for them to be thinking about the top flight. I think that Partick Thistle will beat them home and away. Uh, and that will be the end of that. It's been a very, very exciting run. Belated collapse on the part of Queen's Park. And they will come again next season. But it's too early for them now. I, by the same token, 
I think Dundee need players as well If they are to survive they, 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 they could become a yo-yo team You know they've gone down They've come back up in a one All credit to them But they need players Or they will be slaughtered in the Premiership Yeah I don't even mean game or team specific Roger Hanna just generally For it to go down to the final night In nine of the ten positions I just wonder if we'll ever see that again well, do you like quality or do you like excitement, Gordon? If you like excitement, there's been no league in world football like the Scottish Championship this season. Dundee deserve champions. They've won the league with five points in the end, but I mean, you wouldn't believe it. The 5-3 in the final night was fantastic. There is then one point separating the next four teams. You have to feel sorry for Dougie Emery and Morton. They did so well. They did their part of the deal last night. They won away at Cove. They relegated Paul Hartley side, and yet still... In the dying moments, they were denied a playoff place. Thistle against Queen's Park will be fantastic. A Glasgow Derby in the quarter-final of the playoffs. Hamilton Aki's now in the relegation playoffs as well. And as you said at the top of the show, we now have this ridiculous situation. We had it when Billy Dodge was assistant manager of Queen of the South 15 years ago. And they were a month bef- without a league game before playing Rangers in the Scottish Cup final. Now Billy Dodge is going to have to do it again with Cali Thistle and wait a month before they play Celtic at Hamden. Yeah, I mean, let's start at the top then. Gordon DL, uh, Dundee winning it. Well done to them. I thought these games are supposed to be cagey and nervy and maybe <laughs> won by the odd goal. I, I actually sat down last night th- wondering, should I watch this game? I don't think it'll be much a game. Uh, Oakle view the pitch, taking in the surroundings, and I'm thinking this will be a tight affair, one goal. My God, I was so wrong. <laughs> I, I, I couldn't take my eyes off it. Absolutely fantastic. And as Roger said there, and I was speaking to Mark, we were listening to obviously the other scores coming in for the other grounds. In one minute, Cove were safe, Hamilton were relegated, Air were second. Within a couple of minutes, Air were back down to fifth. They were out of the playoffs. Funny. It was just such an exciting end to a season. And I'd like to say, well done to the honest men. Inverness, difficult place to go. I've said it for years on this programme. Mm. They went right to the wire. They got it then. And I really do feel for Doug Emery. I played golf with a good month supporter today. Absolutely still gutted. But good signs. I'd like of to think so. It was only like 12 hours ago or whatever it was. Yeah, well, uh, you know, I reminded him. You're going to be over it the next morning. Yeah, yeah, of course you do. You move on. That was last <laughs> night. You never think of a Saturday night after a Sunday. You know that. Mark, if you feel like. <laughs> Concentrating on, on on the excitement, of course. Like I think everybody knows, a game like that only happens when the defending isn't great. Yeah. But you know, on the other side of it, as Roger said, do you want excitement? Do you like your football exciting? Well, there you had it. Even look at the quality of some of of Queen's Park's goals that they scored, and yeah. it was just a sensational night, wasn't I, it? It certainly was. It was entertainment for the neutral and um, particular. But like for those that were there witnessing that. What, when a game starts in the fashion like it did, you knew you were in for an absolute cracker after the first few minutes. Um, some of the goals were fantastic. Obviously, Fox's goals, the pick of the bunch, <laughs> left-footed volley for about 25 yards into the top corner. And I thought a couple of the goals were great. Obviously, you could pick holes in the defending, and, and Hugh's right in terms of quality, stepping up a level. If Queen's Park somehow managed to make their way through the playoffs and, and got to the final game, then the quality defending will tell And similar for Dundee But for Dundee You know they deserve it over the course of the season They should win it Team with the biggest budget But they've got some good quality young players on that side as well Obviously Gary Boyer will have to add to that mm. But it's been an absolute fantastic the, season The unpredictability of it all makes it exciting And we've 
used every word possible to describe this league, mainly bonkers. But the unpredictability doesn't, at the same time, give you quality. We've got a Premiership where Celtic are 39 points above Aberdeen in third place. 39 points. That, I think, will be a record gap between first and third so we have a, a premiership that's entirely predictable with regard to Celtic and Rangers and the rest being also runs. But the championship, no also runs, all in it up until the last gasp. Yeah, I mean, Fraser, for a while it looked like a title that no side wanted to win. I was going to say neither side because Dundee and Queen's Park were the only ones that could do it last night. It's ended up the air have actually split them and air finished second. But... Um, you just wonder how it ended up just so close. I mean, I was I wondered because of that if it was a particularly low points total. I had a look, sixty three points for Dundee. It's not it's not wildly out of of line with what's gone on in, in previous seasons in the championship. There was a time when the the, the champion tended to edge over seventy, um, but Dundee have got there in the end, and it's been some roller coaster, hasn't it? Yeah, I think was it sixty seven last year for Kelly. I had a wee look as well, and. Uh... When they get promoted, so I don't think it'd be critical. I think there's just not nothing between the teams. When you get down to that level, I think Dundee had the biggest budget. You know, they still kept most of their Premiership players on their Premiership wages, whereas other clubs, you know, they really have to cut their cloth. So there's, there's really not much between them. You know, they're all probably trying to sign the same players as well, and they might just be an extra hundred pound a week in the, in the pay packet. Might just swing it one way or another. So there's nothing much between them. I, I, I just fear that uh, none of the three clubs in the playoffs will, will beat the Premiership club. Uh, I've, I've seen all the, the Championship clubs play, and they're all decent size, but uh, there's just that bit of a bit more strength, a bit more quality in, in the likes of Kilmarnock or Dundee United or, or Ross County, St Johnston, whoever finished up in the playoff place. So I'm not sure they'll get there. And there's a whole load of games, although I don't think it's quite as bad as people sometimes make out, that the, the playoffs, of course, gives four games for the likes of Queen's Park or Thistle if they're going to get there. But the Premiership clubs are playing five games as well, so, so there's only a couple of games difference. But uh, I just don't think any of the, the three have got the, the, the quality. I've just got enough to beat the Premiership team that finished in the playoff place Well that was blockbuster as well if we start chipping our way down the league let's go to uh, our Ayrshire expert Roger Hanna because Roger as we said Ayr couldn't win it last night Queen's Park and Dundee could but with the combination of results Ayr have edged out Queen's Park on goal difference and it does give you a better opportunity in the playoffs it gives you that, that so called easier path yeah, and it's, it's very, very hasty. You know, Patrick Thistle and Queen's Park meet, I think, at Furhill on Tuesday night. They then meet again next weekend. It's already been a lengthy, arduous season for both sides. So I think Lee Bullen will be very glad of his 10 days off with his players. Great reward for Lee Bullen last night. You know, Nathan Shaw, I think, equalised with about nine minutes to go for the Scottish Cup finalist Inverness, Cali Thistle. He took off a left-back, the holding midfielder, threw on a striker and another winger and got his award when Mark McKenzie scored with just two minutes to go. And, you know, if we're praising the D as deserved champions, I think we'll have to say United deserve second place. They've got the top scorer on the league in Dipowak and Yemi, shortlisted for Fraser's Award, PFA Scotland Championship Player of the Year. And Lee Bullen and the chairman, David Smith, have done a, a, they've done a fantastic job. There's loads of work going on off the field. They're about, after the playoffs are done, they're about to build a stand in the opposite side from the main stand at Somerset Park. So it's a club going in the right direction and delighted for them to finish second. Yeah, I mean, David Friel, when you look at that disappointment for Queen's Park, do you think the, the sort of pain of that, the frustration of that, can that derail you going into 
the playoffs that as Roger says they come around so so quickly a couple of days or does that actually not give you time to mope about I suppose it doesn't give you time to mope about Gordon but it wasn't just last night I think if you look at Queen's Park's recent form it's not been great does that make it 1-1-7 one, one I think you know, I was down at Morton last week for the show watching them I think Morton were deserved winners that day they obviously shipped 5 goals last night I agree I think Partick Thistle will be too strong for Queen's Park I think it's been a great run I think Owen Coyle well, he's admitted it himself, they're certainly further forward than he ever expected, but it's been a long season for them. I think things are maybe starting to catch up with them a bit, and I think it's a big, big task for Owen Coyle to get those players up against a Partick Thistle team who, I wouldn't say they've got momentum, but they've got a, a manager there in Chris Dillon who's got an, an impact from his players. I think it's going to be a very tough two games coming off the back of such a disappointment last night, Gordon. Yeah, and it's interesting, Roger, because Partick Thistle ultimately... Part of the company with Ian McCall because they had designs on on getting promotion. They still may do it. It was a strange night because Wraith Rovers have nothing to play for and they are not in a great place. And it ended up two all in Kirkcaldy on the night. But Thistle do make it to the playoffs, and you know they would be one that certainly carry more pre-season expectations of of promotion than the likes of Queens Park do. Yeah, and you just wonder where the pressure will lie. You know, you saying there, Thistle will win home and away, um, but they didn't win away at Kirkcaldy last night, as you say, Wraith. Nothing to play for, injury hit, they only had one outfield player on the bench I think last night for Ian Murray, um, I fully expected Thistle there to go there and win with a bit to spare and they didn't and while we're all agreed that you know Queen's Park defensively are not the finished article, far from it when you look at the, the five goals considered last night but they always look likely to score a goal Queen's Park, they've got good players going forward, you know the Charlie Fox's two goals were terrific but in the likes of Dom Thomas and Grant Savory again two players shortlisted for the PFA Scotland Championship player of the season um, they've got good attacking options and I think that quarter final is too close to call I really do and then you get down to the fine margins Fraser Wisher if you're talking about a league that's so tight and so exciting then there's going to be heartbreak for someone and you look at Morton they finished level in points um, with Partick Thistle if they had an ear out for the other result they wanted it to stay uh, level if it had just stayed the way it was between Inverness and Ayr at one all Morton's win at Cove would have seen them into the playoffs um, but but it was just that type of night someone was bound to miss out and um, a fifth place finish for Morton I'm not sure how George Bowie concentrated in the GBX last night with all that going on I think he'll have one eye on, on the results as he came in as would Doug Emery and his, and his players as well and it's been heartbreaking for him because it wasn't down to them they did all they could they won the game, but Air United were fifth and then scored a goal with a couple of minutes to go and they end up in, in second. Just too too little, too late for, for Doug Henry. But I think it's a good season for Morton. I mean, they've really struggled for a number of years and the turnover of managers has been incredible. And they find themselves at the bottom end of the table fighting to stay out of League One more often than, than not. So they've got a good base to, to build from. The players won't, won't uh, care about that just now, today, because their season's done. They finished fifth, as you said. And they, and, they, and they dropped out and at the bottom end Hamilton Ackies as well just managed to scrape into the, the playoffs Cove Rangers because of that result um, lost, lost their, their place in the league and Paul Hartley talking about the game should have been abandoned because of the mist so there's always a bit of drama around it's a bit of mist around um, Easter Road it's just a wee bit floating into the ground here I can't see Leith you know where we sit in the stand we can see right down to the river but uh, hopefully it won't get any worse uh, but uh, yeah so drama even even there with Paul Hartley saying the game should actually have been cancelled because people couldn't see the ball so yeah an exciting night but yeah do feel a wee bit for Morton but um, in the end it's over the 36 games that, uh, that, that count and they were just short yeah I had to well I was going to say laugh sorry people of 
um, Cove or Greenock or whatever But Morton posted this morning Sorry we were unable to provide highlights of last night's match Because you can't see them mm. you, you can't you, you can't see the action You can't see the picture on if the a, camera If an experienced pro like uh, Paul Hartley Can say the game should have been stopped It was not possible to follow the path of the ball I believe him But uh, At the, the same the, time they did go down though So you're yeah, maybe, yeah, so you're maybe yeah, looking yeah. for uh, any help you can get at, at the same time what is the match official to do? Uh, I can imagine the whispering that went on in his ear Because yeah. this league has to finish tonight The entire league has to finish tonight So Reek could have played it this afternoon He kept everyone there But yeah, it was like, obviously it was a very difficult situation And it is Cove that go down Hugh automatically Yep and to be honest A dreadful run of form again You know A club that changed the manager Brought in Paul Hartley Hoping for the positive Outcome It was far from it And it means that the Ackies Will be in the playoffs You remember when these playoffs Were introduced The Ackies were the first Beneficiary really When they were reintroduced yeah. That wonderful penalty shootout Win against Hibs And uh, now they're staring At the possibility Of a drop to League One Well Cove I said to you last night On the programme And Kenny Miller laughed I said there's a reason why Cove are where they are And it's because they're rotten And then I listened to Paul Hartley After the game last night And he Without using that word Basically said the squad was nowhere near good enough to stay up And would have to be rebuilt Revamped Use a Michael Beale word of your choice And would have to do so for the start of next season because they are simply not good enough and have gone down to a division that better suits them. Yeah, sum up the relegation side of things, Roger, before we move on. Um, yeah, as you said, Cove, um, the, the amount of heavy beatings they took through the season showed they're not ready for this league. They've come through the divisions admirably well, but they've hit the ceiling and they're going back down to League One. Um, are both a fantastic achievement for a part-time team, a fifth consecutive season in the second tier don't think it's ever been done so all applauds again go to Dick Campbell Ian Campbell and John Young with his two pairs of glasses um, and for Hamilton Ackies now it's a very nervy time it's only two years ago since they came down from the Premiership they won the SPFL Trust Trophy this season if you remember but they'll be judging in league performance and John Rankin and his players now face a sweat against either Falkirk or Airdrie or Alloa just to stay in that second tier yeah, 75 goals conceded for Cove so no surprise to see them drop out Hamilton will face that nervy playoff battle as well so that's you up to speed on an incredible night in the championship let's switch focus back to the top flight and we'll go around the grounds next the team with the biggest support in Glasgow and the West this is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Big games in the Premiership this afternoon As we look to try and move towards settling European spots Relegation, playoffs, automatic drop is all there And it all starts today What an interesting last five games it is going to be Easter Road for Hibs against St Mirren then That's the only top six game As both of these look to hunt down European spots Close the gap on Hearts and progress up that table uh, We'll hear from Lee Johnson It's a huge game, you know I'm desperate to... Uh... Fill Easter Road as much as we can. You know, I, I genuinely feel this is one of, if not the biggest game of the season. I know it feels like that because it's the next one. Um, but I'm really looking for, again, that club performance. You know, the boys are prepared. St Mirren are a very good side that have done very well. They're very organised, very disciplined, very strong. 
and we're going to need patience, we're going to need that support that we've had uh, all season really, but we need the volume as well and um, you know, we're trying to build our consistency of performances so that fans can really look at us and, and be proud of us. Obviously we've made top six, which is great, but it's not good enough in terms of what we want and we want more. It's these runs, uh, Fraser Wisher, that Hibs have gone on this season. You, you go right back to uh, even August to go four without a win. Fast forward that to October, three defeats in a row. November, four defeats in a row. And then even there, March into April, four defeats in a row before winning the Edinburgh Derby and drawing with St Johnston. You just don't really know what you're going to get, but such is the nature of our table, it could end up being a, a fantastic season for them. Yeah, it's been a strange season, as you're saying, Gordon. And you just get the impression Lee Johnson is talking there about the need for the supporters and uh, the big crowd here. I think St. Murmur sold their allocation as well, so hopefully it'll be a great atmosphere. But you just get the impression that not quite 100% sure Lee Johnson's not quite taken to him. And as you said, in these results and uh, long runs, we seem to be talking about Lee Johnson being a defeat away from perhaps losing his job three or four times this season. But time and time again, the players have, have, have dug about a hole. And, and to be fair, you know, he has had those injuries, as I said earlier. If you're a front three at the start of the season, you boy on the right, Nisbet in the middle, and McGeady in the left, you think that's a good front three. And he's, he's been without certainly two of them. Nisbet missed the start of the season and came back and has scored a few goals, but Boyle picks up a bad injury. McGeady's been really unfortunate with his as well. So he, he could point to Kyle McGuinness being out as well. So there's a there's a settled look now about the, the Hibs team. You know, you can look at Fish and Hanlon in the last maybe six to ten games. Began to play decently. Jago's come in and looked good as well. You get Nisbet off and Johan is all of a sudden sparked to life on, on that left hand side so no changes today they just look settled but if they don't get that fifth place and they don't get the European football then yet again I think people will be talking about is Lee Johnson the man to, to, to take the team forward but uh, there again he could bring European football to the, to his club so he's quite right I think this is a big big game given the rest of the season for him I think they need to win today if they're going to get that fifth place What drives this stuff then is it sorry to use Hugh's words the, you know, the narrative what, what drives that is it just the expectation because you know, if you were to stop random football fans in the street and say if St Mirren had a good season, the answer would be absolutely yes. Have Hibs had a good season? Probably not. And yet, you know, they're levelling points with each other. Is, is that just the different size of the clubs or where does that come from? Yeah, I think you're right. The different size of clubs. It's a different budget as well. You know, they, they'll play way more than St Mirren and Motherwell and, and teams of that ilk will be able to play for players. So they are able to attract better players and, and, and they have a bigger squad, a deeper squad as, as well. And, and I think when you're looking at... Uh, Easter Road when you come here the money's been invested in the stands over the years as well when they, they, they almost got a full house most weeks as well it's terrific absolutely terrific the, the support that the Hibs supporters give their team given the kind of lack of success and you remember you know, they were a few years down in the championship as well so I think they're quite right I mean top six is an absolute minimum for, for, for our big five clubs you know if Aberdeen or Hearts or Hibs don't make the top six I think that's not a good season for them but now they've made it but they have to kick on because sixth for me wouldn't be good enough in the Hibs, eye, Hibs fans' eyes. They have the bigger budget. They should be well above St Mern, but uh, today's a key game. Yeah, it's going to be massive. Really looking forward to keeping an eye on that one. Hibs against St Mirren. Fraser Wishart is there. What about for Park, David Friel? I'm going to start banning you all from mentioning it because as much as I, I like the compliment to my hometown team, it's just a given. We know the pitch is absolutely fantastic there. Kelly went and got a, a good result earlier this season, a result that you know, at the time looked like it could be one of the, the results that might send Motherwell down, but they've recovered quite a bit. And you just wonder how, what Derek McInnes's side can do on the road now that they've got that monkey off their back in Paisley last time out. 
Yeah, I, th I think that was certainly, in terms of confidence, I think it was huge for Kelly Gordon because it was becoming a thing. And to be honest with you, Derek was making it a bit of a thing because he kept um, talking about it. And I think at one point he did say that their away form could get them relegated. So he wasn't hiding behind it. But no, it, was, it was a huge win in Paisley against all the odds. Nobody expected it. It was meant to be St Mirren's big day, getting the top six. And Kelly you know, did so well to get the win. I just think they'll miss Kyle Vassell today. I think they'll miss him a lot. He's been really, really good since he signed. A bit of a nomadic career. I think Kilmarnock's his 21st club. But he's been really good. He's a good foil for Christian Dodge, two big physical players. I think Scott Robinson came in. He hasn't really featured much for Kelly. Obviously, background at Hearts and Livingston. He's a really good player for Livingston, but hasn't really done it for Kelly. So I think Kelly will lose a lot. And up the other end, the back three, Ash Taylor, Joe Wright, and Luke Chambers are going to have a hands full with Kevin Van Dien. Now, the stats are ridiculous. Gordon, nine goals in his last six games. I think Michael Higdon got 27 in a season 10 years ago. Kevin Van Dien's on 24. He'll surely pass that. Could he get to the 30 mark? And then I think, in terms of what Stuart Kettlebell's done, he's obviously he's going with the back three. McGinn, Casey and Butcher, that's worked well. But I think he's got really good energy down the flanks. Furlong's good on the left. Max Johnson on the right. And he seems to have a good blend in the middle of the park as well. Some ball players, some workers in there. Blair Spittle's been really, really good. So I think it's all set up for a Motherwell win today. Even though Kelly got that win away from home a couple of weeks ago, I think they'll have a work cut out to stop this Motherwell team today. Well, let's hear from Stuart Kettlewell and Derek McInnes. I, I think Kilmarnock are a good side. I think it's been well documented. The, the majority of their points have, have came on at home. I think they've been pretty close to it at times as well, and I think Derek will tell you that. So I don't buy into that record too much. Um, and, and from our point of view, I think we know exactly what we're going to face. And I think that they probably know it as well. When you're getting to that fourth time of playing each other, um, there's an understanding of what personnel they've got. There's an understanding of how they're going to play. I will probably feel... They want probably one more result to make sure that they're safe. You know, I think uh, the work that they have done, particularly the performances um, at the top end of the pitch from Van Veen, has managed to take them away from the rest of the teams down there, including ourselves. And I think Stuart's done brilliant to, to um, oversee that. So we're expecting a tough game. We've had three tough games against Murrow, although we've... Um, We've drawn twice and uh, we've, we've beaten them once. I feel as though Motherwell will come out the traps, they're at home. Um, we expect a tough game, but equally, uh, I need Motherwell to expect a tough game for us. And it's up to us to go and just say, show up and turn up and show what we did, a lot of what we did against them. And, and Roger Hanna, this time of year, we mentioned it with the Championship last night. Sometimes it can be cagey, it can, it can be edgy, it can be nervy. And last night that just was not the case. I do wonder... Um, what you've got in store on, on that front It strikes you as the type of fixture that could be Unless this new confident Dundee United side have other ideas Yeah, I wonder if they might have other ideas You know, I wonder if they'll look at that St Johnson team Hit by injuries again today Out of sorts, seven without a win And whether Jim Goodwin will just be rallying them in the dressing room just now To say, go out, we've got a full end of McDermott Park here We've sold every ticket Let's go for four wins in a row. Let's get survival in this Premiership as quickly as possible. And, you know, you see the form of Jamie McGrath, the form of Stephen Fletcher, the likes of Azic Behic as well. They have players in form, which perhaps St. Johnson don't have. And, of course, in goal, they've got Mark Birigiti, who, in his last meeting with Stevie May, ended up bundled with the ball, with May, embarrassingly, into the back of the net at Tannadice. Berigiti's probably due Jim Goodwin a performance this afternoon here at Perth 
Yep, looking forward to that one as well Just getting pictures in from David Friel A lovely big Kevin Van, Bean, Van Veen banner Over there uh, in the East Stand That looks like that's your old bed sheet of used You dangle that out the flat window last night Be a brave man to touch those bed sheets I'll tell you But it looks magnificent Kevin Van Veen there Who's, the, who's the second top goal scorer at Motherwell? Oh, honestly, David Friel You got anything to offer on that? It, I don't know Is it Blair Spittle or Come something? up with your status man now David I, th- I, th- <laughs> I think it's Blair Spittle But Google will be my friend Gordon I'll be back to you in 60 uh, seconds The only reason <laughs> I ask It won't be with many No yeah exactly The only reason I ask Is that he's done fantastically well And he's lived with the burden On his shoulders Like a top pro But It's not good To be so reliant you don't on have to put a negative spin on everything though You can pick and choose and maybe do it like With 60% of the talking points in an afternoon Rather than 100 <laughs> And spoil an image <laughs> Anyway, that is us Your scene is pretty much set You've got Hibson Mirren in the top 6 You've got Motherwell, Kelly, Ross County, Levy And St Johnston, Dundee United in the bottom I'd love to offer you championship football I'd like to keep that league going But it is done It all finished last night there are some interesting fixtures down the divisions who will finish bottom of the entire pyramid. Albion Rovers are staring at it. Certainly they could drop out of the SPFL depending what happens in the near future. So there's a lot going on on a Saturday afternoon and we will be back with the three o'clock kickoffs next. The winning team all season long. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Gordon DL, Mark Wilson and Hugh Keevens are in the studio The 3 o'clock games are getting underway Come on you hopeless tipsters What's the ACA looking like in the top flight this afternoon? I am going to go for Hibs to beat St Mirren at Easter Road But it will be their last win of the season <laughs> Right, okay Hearts, Aberdeen, Celtic Rangers will beat them in every game that Let's follows. go one prediction at a time You've got enough trouble without forecasting the next month <laughs> Motherwell will beat Kilmarnock Who are minus Kyle Vassell And they will miss him Ross County and Livy Although Livy might be thought to be on their holidays Because there's nothing in it for them I think they'll get a draw in Dingwall And Dundee United will win At McDermott Park against Yeah, mixed bag for me I'll go for a draw between Hibs and St Mirren I think Motherwell will beat Kilmarnock Ross County will get a much needed result against Livingston And Dundee United will win away at St Johnson also Hibs Motherwell Kilmarnock draw Ross County home win and the tangerines on the road. Clyde One Super Scoreboard Goal Flashes with Clyde Built Home Improvements. Buy now, pay nothing till 2024. Let's get stuck in then. Saturday afternoon, cannot beat it. Lots of big games all around the place. And I mentioned that Kevin Van Veen banner. Hugh Keevans Very yeah. topical It now says King Kev Born to reign over us Let's hope he doesn't end up A proper Charlie By the end of the day <laughs> <laughs> Nice one uh, Definitely not your bed sheets That they've used for that No um, Over there in the corner No No Too small mm. I'm very king size <laughs> just a, I am very king size I'm very size. king size yeah. okay. okay Whatever that means that's uh, a single duvet one We're getting underway <laughs> at Fir Park And all the other games around the place So we'll keep you up to speed on anything that happens Because you're at that stage of the season You're pretty much guaranteed That any goal that goes in is a big one uh, So I mean the atmosphere already Fraser Wishart telling us a standing ovation For both teams when they come out at Easter Road yeah. It tells you just the way the fans feel about you know how, how important it is And trying to 
to spur their team on Oh for goodness sake There's a delay mm. at Fir Park Because of Kevin Clancy's earpiece Is uh, not such working the modern world So just get an Nokia yeah. Just tuck it in the sock for emergencies Phone your assistant Just keep it on a permanent call Bluetooth And let, let, let the assistant a know Nokia what you're thinking never lets you down It's like Willie Nelson at Glastonbury Never lets you down He's gone Kevin Clancy's gone He's disappeared up the tunnel Yeah he's away to get, get a walkie talkie yeah. Argos up the road and Frustrating for the players Because they've had their warm up They're out there They're ready to go You would think he would have that check Before it comes out of the tunnel. Your old pal Roger Hanna's Firing shots at you though He says that can't be your bed sheet They used for wow. the Kevin Van Veen banner It's more likely to be your hanky <laughs> oh, that the sniper's dreams come out of one, ain't he? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was in there on Monday with him. Well, yeah, I, I like him. No, I like him as a partner. I like him. Thanks for that. Oh, you like him. I like him as a partner. If that had gone the other way, would you have just, uh, you know, was there an alternative? I would have been that? honest enough what to say I didn't yeah, like him. I, I didn't like feel him. comfortable, but uh, no. We're going, going out. We're going out for lunch on Tuesday. The Rog and me wow. and, and other old hacks. I'll let you know. What See happens? how we don't get an invite to that. Oh, that's uh, yeah. their own me club. Is it? Yeah, you don't like going. You called me a vulture earlier go, on. Go, go right. <laughs> Roger says it's Wednesday, not Tuesday. Oh, oh right. Yeah, uh, get, go, but he get, always turns up early. Don't anyway. get a very uh, tight. He'll be that, sitting that in that true. cafe. Uh, that is true. It's some difference for you though when you're going head to head on, the, or you're teaming up on the the teaser and the beat the pundit with Roger. It's a joy to one other than Gordon DL. Come on. He didn't even take his phone out of his pocket once Because Roger was in You don't need to start that You didn't certainly get answers like Roy Loy (laughs) When you're a player Roy Loy was the best dancer on this programme Mother and Kilmarnock players dancing about Trying to keep uh, Warm Nothing worse you I I would have a couple of hamstring A couple of Growing stretches A couple of on the spots A couple of coffees At Tim Hortons knees, Behind the stadium Yeah Knees up to ten <laughs> So what if they <laughs> That is your either What if they used to love that In your day What if they can't fix He's his back He's back He's emerged from the tunnel Like a rock star mm. Entering the, the stage To take centre stage Oh he's still not ready though He's now Surely the fans are now Giving him nonsense His cables So yeah, Honestly What a nonsense Fans are raging apparently <laughs> So it means that uh, the Willow and Kilmarnock players will be aware late in the game because their game's going to be behind all day long now. Yeah. They'll be aware of what's going on at other places uh, and that will add to the tension. If it's a particularly bad day on the VAR front, Gordon Deal, you might end up having to have David Freel up for dinner. That's not a problem. I'm mm-hmm. quite happy with that. I like David. I like his company. I think he's a decent enough lad. Do a bit of cooking. What would, your, what would your dish of choice be if you oh, were to cook? I'm sure make some lovely pastas. For David Freel. I'm making some really right. lovely pasta. What's, what's the easiest what's lovely about thing? Them? Boil the kettle. Uh, no, 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 no. The sauce. It's all about the sauce, mate. It's right. all about the sauce. So, which jar do you go for? I don't go for a jar. Make it's it yourself, all... do you? Yeah. Uh, absolutely fantastic. I watched TV the other day there. I was quite bored. And I seen this guy on. He says, look, this is the one for the five minute guys. And I'm a five minute right, guy, okay. as you know. I want to trust any sauce you made me. Fantastic no. uh, A little bit of mozzarella cheese in at the end there mm, Just okay. thicken up che- Oh beautiful <laughs> Mas- Mascarpone Did Rangers not Did Rangers not strike up Some sort of partnership Gordon With Golden Ram You could have You could have been in there This uh, week Well I think I mean even you played more For Rangers than he did I think, Despite was that the same how the story goes uh, Was he Gordon, a Rangers Gordon was I think he was just round about that time yeah. Do you remember him uh, No I was in the first team squad At that time um, I didn't get into the resis Especially dressing room But it was great I wonder what sort of a food he'll get Nice quick start at Easter Road It has to be said Goal flashes
with Clydebilt Home Improvements. And the home side strikes first Eli Yuan He's had a good season at times Some very impressive patches Not always involved maybe But he started this one very quickly indeed And the Hibs fans That's exactly what they wanted to see this afternoon They're a goal to the good Hibs won St Mirren nil. Well the Hibs fans are hoping for a sequence of results aren't they Hibs win, Hearts loss uh, So it's a good start But it's not the whole story I like Ewan I think he's yep. he's been a good addition But yeah mm. uh, a good point made before it by Fraser that McGeady, Boyle and Nisbet, mm. Abbas and Adazi are probably, you know, the best front three out with Celtic and Rangers if fit and Ewan had to play second fiddle and wait for his opportunity. He's certainly taking it. Yeah, poor throw to Marcus Fraser. Ewan robbed him, then ran through one on one, low finish, and it hits the back of the net. Stephen Robinson will be furious, I'm sure. Yeah, it certainly will be starting a game like that. We had Mark O'Hara in here um, yeah. the other week there, and I asked him, "Is you know winding down a wee bit, or mm. you know thinking taking the feet off the gas? Not no. at all. So prep him towards this game. Do you think Mark O'Hara's girlfriend sitting in the car outside Easter Road? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> probably. In the morning, on the radio, like she was when when she came when he came on the show. Yeah, I hope the VAR's not there like today. <laughs> I need to this car park for six. Right, Hugh, you ready? Yep. It's your big moment. The first half teaser with the scottishsun.co.uk slash football for the best football news and opinion online. Simple, straightforward, and to the point. Tell me the last six players Rangers signed from another Scottish club, and that includes loan moves. Who are the last six players? Rangers have signed from another Scottish club, including loan moves. I like it. Your time starts now. Go at Clyde SSB on Twitter. Ideally, you want to get all six correct answers, put them on one single tweet, and fire it over to at Clyde SSB. That's how you win it. If you don't think you've got all six, just chuck as many names as you can, and let's see how we get on this afternoon. A very interesting list because you've heard of them all. I'm absolutely certain, but can you can you remember them and? In that time period Don't want to miss any out You need to get all six So at Clyde SSB It's the last six Rangers have signed From another Scottish club And it does Include Loans Can't be too often That Rangers would loan a player From another Scottish club But there must be some on that list So get your thinking caps on And tweet us At Clyde SSB I'm keen to see how you two do We're On that off one to in the studio that. I'll decide Let me see um, We get four no, uh, no, 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 rubbish. Yeah, uh, no, the three's correct. The first three are correct, hundred percent. No, they're not. Yeah, they are. <laughs> no, do you know what? No, no. You've got, you've got, you've got a couple right. So I think you're doing okay. Um, Motherwell nil, Kilmarnock nil. You've goalless at St Johnson, Dundee United as well, uh, and then Hibs against St Mirren. Hibs are one to the good in that one. So it's an interesting start, and we'll see how we get on. Um, I thought Fraser had updated us again But not quite yet So remember there was a delay At Fir Park Kevin Clancy's earpiece apparently mm. See Took and a for, a, for a man of Simple technological pleasures Like yourself To think yeah. that football games Can be delayed Because of mm. the referee's earpiece I know It's one of the most important parts now With VAR though They all get Hasn't it wrong it? Because To be fair I, th- I think even prior to VAR it Or would, to they communicate still, yeah, yeah. of course With his But you're assistance. right I mean now it would be um, and that would the importance would be heightened. What a week it's been for the officials with Willie Collum yeah. injured or Anybody ill. Anybody ever find out what was up with Willie? Last week, he was gym. fourth official for a little while, and then even 
dropped out of that as well. That's, oh, that's Tommy problems all day, isn't it? We've got another goal oh, to goal. tell you about. More Tommy problems. <laughs> goal flashes with Clyde Built Home Improvements. From Tommy problems. To Motherwell's second top scorer of the season Hugh, it's Blair Spittle He was joint with some of his teammates He's now taken a great touch A lovely finish He's put Motherwell one up against Kilmarnock And he is now outright in second Behind Kevin Van Veen to answer your earlier question Good well, start for the Steelmen Stuart Kettlewell owes me a bottle of red wine then Because I said it's wrong to rely on one player As heavily as Motherwell rely on Kevin Van Veen They've listened to my words And Blair Spittle Takes the question into his own hands And it's a very good goal from him Yeah he's crying out for it at the edge of the box The What is it they call it in the modern day speak Mark The counter press You know if you can win it back mm. in an important yeah. area mm. And transition or whatever it may be <laughs> Oh you've got and, it and I'm, I'm asking you <laughs> Oh I don't know And uh, Furlong crosses it in Spittle touch with the right foot It sort of bounces up And uh, he manages to Move yeah. his body and get the left foot finish across it's the keeper. Good finish. You've got to say that Spittles, I think, flourished since the change of formation. Um, I think he likes playing the, the role he's in at the minute. It's a good first touch, manages mm. to slide in and finish, uh, and a good start for Motherwell. For Kilmarnock, from a defensive point of view, <laughs> it's as bad as you would have seen last night in Queen's Park Dundee because their defence is wide open. Spittles got it's plenty of tackle, space. Isn't it? So the, it's actually a tackle that takes it through to. To furlong Just to start an unnecessary argument Is mm. that a good first touch? Um, yeah, yeah. I th- yeah I don't think it's a good second touch But it ends up in the back of it You're always ad- picking on me I've For long, being just negative got long, We've got a long show ahead It's a goal An important goal yeah. The I touch can, is good And then the second touch Is even better Because it ends up in the net the second touch Makes the first touch good No you you always No No no, You always know It's a good first touch Because you've got the opportunity To put the ball in the back of net You deliberately touch it up To your own knee height Do you? You could Well you just just, uh, Listen I just feel like arguing with you all As a scorer of many goals I um, I didn't Mm. always have The best first touch And Always ended up in the back of net, yeah. so it's where the ball ends up. I do feel like a bit thrown off. I can't believe an entire week has gone past. I've not shared this studio with you two. Well, we've had some great times. Oh, Mark Wilson was in on Monday. Oh no, I seen you Monday. You're in Monday. See, it's been, it's been <laughs> part time. Well, you've well, been a long week. Down in London, helping collect the Station of the Year award. You see, no congratulations. Big deal. No, no big deal mm-hmm. for us here. No, like you are all involved. Super yeah. Scoreboard is a. A vital part of it we had no Local part station play. of uh, the year For the entire of the UK At the biggest radio see. ceremony out there Radio and audio As, as it now goes I, I've listened all week And it, it's elitism You've been swanning around The flesh pots of London Wilson has been Playing golf with the Former oh, president I'm going to get USA. to him later Don't you worry I'm getting to and him later And the poor old Dazzler and me Are just left here Too grey hair no, 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 no Listen, if you had to see How far the Clyde Expenses stretched to our accommodation. I'm not sure you would be accusing uh-huh. me of. A <laughs> Sorry if the person that booked it is listening. Was it the way. Savoy? Was uh, it not? No, not quite. Just one or two tiers below. But anyway, well, honestly, you should be proud. What an accolade! Local station of the year, and you're a key component of it. Mm. I thought about you. How have we won that? I, I, <laughs> two years in a row. No two less. years in a row as well. Counting, but yeah, is now the Going time for, for the a wage increase? You think? <laughs> I think you're probably pushing let's, it. Let's mm. negotiate that on air. I would suggest. <laughs> I had a bit of a tough time though. You'll because you, this is something. Would you do? You'll appreciate this. I like to think I'm quite a low drama type. You know, I don't get myself in too many sticky situations. <laughs> so, 
You know some of your colleagues in here, right? Yeah. Safe to say they like to enjoy themselves. Overindulge. Right, that'd Let's be call fine. It that. And that's Stephen Mill. That's that's not really my scene. You know, I'm I'm, I'm there to be. Right. You're you know, just the sensible. Yeah. And um, so as the night wore on, we've got the lovely shiny award, uh, and it was it was unanimous. Well, Gordon, you look after that. You take it back to the hotel. You'll be going back to the hotel earlier than us, and and you can get a safe passage up the road. So taking on the responsibility. Tucked it under my arm Walked back to the hotel And Got a bit distracted Went for a pizza Because I was a bit hungry oh, Tummy Aye. problems as you say Tummy rumbling uh, Got back up to my room Sitting on the bed Enjoying the pizza no I realised I don't have the award anymore No I've lost it I've actually no lost, way. I've lost, Seriously I've lost this award And see the thought Running through my head okay. of, of like excuses I'm thinking What's the only excuse that's going to get me out of this? <laughs> tell them I've been mugged. mugged. Just tell them I've 100%. been mugged. Punch myself in the face and uh, to say that someone stole the award <laughs> off me. And I thought, I'll need to just go and retrace my steps. So I'm back down, retrace my steps, and there it was sitting on the bar. <laughs> just sitting where I had left it, luckily. Really? Yeah. Oh, you were a lucky guy. See, so before you dashed so. down the stairs, did you finish <sighs> oh, your pizza? pizza was That's the most dynamite. <laughs> One of those that had the sauce like in the crust. <laughs> nice. You know, not to be messed with. Yeah. Oh no, I can have I can have done anything. I can have enjoyed that. I knew. What's the award? Seriously, absolutely. That's a satin job. Do you know it's worse? You know, producer Dan that sometimes works on the show. He text. He was there. He was involved in Pizzagate, and he texted me at half past seven the following morning saying, "I've got a funny feeling you left that award last night." I'm saying, "Yeah, you're only seven hours too late." Mm. Thanks, thanks for reminding me. As Bertie always used to say, "Never trust a teetotaler." Mm. Uh, no, honestly, especially a hungry one. Yeah. Well done and fine, Nick Gordon, and congratulations. What? What? Would, just in case, what if you hadn't found that? If somebody had just walked away with that, would you have rolled about the the bedroom straight to the trophy centre? Throw throwing <laughs> yourself off the bed. Oh, right. A, a few headbutts to the. I wonder nah. where you were going. Yeah. Straight back to the award ceremony. Listen, you must have spares, mate. No, it's, gra- it's engraved. It's engraved. Yeah. 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 Engraved. In the trophy centre. Get something printed someone, up Someone had already dropped it though And I saw it They dropped Who? it It's got a nice chunk Who? out name, of the corner Name names Who I was thought, it? I better not get blamed I'm not going to do that But someone ah. did drop it And it's got a nice big chunk out the corner That was not me Stephen Mill was telling us the other night How Ah you better, how not, get his, him, uh, you better not get him ah, in trouble How his night went um, <laughs> Interesting Motherwell very much on the front foot Spittles now with a shot deflected wide Slattery with a shot deflected wide Kelly did offer With a, a shot from Robinson After Pass from Christian Doidge uh, End to end Says Roger Hanna Remy Matthews Has pulled off a save From Stephen Fletcher uh, And you have to imagine If Dundee United Do want to make themselves safe It's going to be Largely down to Stephen Fletcher Or they'll be putting A lot of responsibility On guys like him and, and Jamie McGrath Yeah certainly will be Obviously the two goal scorers But Jim's changed One or two things in there Niskanen coming back Into the side Who gives you that kind of pace And drive and work rate as well um, And Charlie McGrew Back for injury The experience Not had the best of seasons Charlie But I think he's rediscovered Some of his form In the back line So he's going to need Both ends Although you'll rely on goals To get you out there Do we couple of clean sheets over these next few games edge of the box for a recent friend of the show the aforementioned Mark O'Hara but he's volleyed over from the edge of the box um, as St Mirren look to get themselves back into it remember that was the first goal of the afternoon Ellie Yuan with the opener for Hibs Blair Spittle followed for Motherwell one appearance in this programme 
And we've turned them into a oh, dog. He's a lovely, a lovely lad. I've got to say, a lot of people out there I particularly don't like, but he's a he's a lovely. It's lovely funny because I was going to say that you feel like you're generally quite cynical. Yeah, and, there are a lot of people I do not like mm-hmm. in the sport. Um, <laughs> we were having this chat in the office the other day, right? And I was asking him who he would like to meet in the world, who would interest him. Nobody So I, I went down the golf route <laughs> Nobody Right listen to this Because you were present at this And I said Well what about a golfer And I said Gary Player I said remember we met him What a nice guy Ah I see in hindsight I don't like him <laughs> I said but we were there The guy couldn't be any nicer nice. nah, nah, nah Don't like him He was a nuisance Unless he's met him Again after us Hold on a minute I tried to introduce us As a team to him right because you're thinking they're Gary Player. No, but this sums you famous. up. Why would Gary Player care who we are? Well, I think Gary should care a lot because we were supporters of golf and we play golf and he, we're but fans. He, he could not have been nicer. He gave Mark Wilson an impromptu bunker oh, shot pit. lesson. He, he, said, he said it doesn't like him. And oh. I thought I said to him, "Have you met him?" After that, has he done so? No, no, it was just that time. Well, what I will say is, I thought some of his political views that aired to us were interesting, uh, but he could not have been nicer. You must be joking. See, for the first five minutes, I thought, yeah, you're a decent guy, right? He was literally was, showing uh, you his, his bunker strength. Strike stance. the match. He was showing you his swing. Strike the match. Honestly, and every time he goes in a bunker, he's like, I'm going to strike the match. Uh, and I tell just, everybody that story when I'm in a you. bunker. Honestly, you, you would have liked him, you. Five minutes, fine. You're thinking, oh, this guy, Gary Player, great to meet him. Oh, couldn't have got the moral of the story is he doesn't want to meet anybody. Nobody, any human wouldn't interest him unless he has to meet. Nobody excites you to meet. Oh, I've not got a bucket list who I want to go and meet. I don't really bother. You know what I mean? I've, I've probably. So what about like you know like they I've say run like about with the celeb- celebrity dinner party? The you know you you, you were telling us that you you cook nice pasta apparently. Nah. So you, you've got three people on this earth to have round for your dream dinner party. You couldn't you couldn't fill the table. You couldn't fill your table for four. Well, Andy can name big names, but I'd rather use boys come down. I could get the <laughs> there. That's extremely you low bar. That having us three set your sights a bit straight through work. Yeah, you three have to be home for me. Hugh. Be brilliant, right? Quite easy. Give him a bit of pasta, a couple of glasses of red. He's on a taxi. He's on the road, eight mm. o'clock. Right. You doesn't like doesn't like chocolate, so he's not going to raid exactly. your cupboards. You come round, give you a couple of bits of pizza with your pasta. You're up the road. You don't drink. You're, you're trying to say that anyway. I eat a lot. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you scoff a lot. But but the one I'd need probably I went to leave for three days. days. <laughs> <laughs> he would be he'd be cuddled up in the side of the couch. You're in trouble there. Um, not that we give an over amount of attention to goals that go in in the English Premier League but I just a chuckle when I saw Man City go 1-0 up on Leeds Yeah, I just wonder if, if Pep has it in mind to give a, a sore one out to Big Sam he's had a lot to say about but, his well, standing in the managerial game this week Big Sam deserves a going over for what he's had to say this week 68 years old now I'm the last person in the world who could be ageist I'm 5 years older than old Sam but he only got that job I think because Roy Hodgson who's even older than me, has kept Crystal Palace up and I've thought, right, we'll try an old guy. But he's made himself a laughing stock before a ball was kicked by saying he's as good as Klopp and Guardiola. That would be the mm. Klopp and Guardiola who both won the Champions League then, Sam. I'll leave you out of this considering you think you would enjoy playing in the City team alongside Erling Haaland um, and it would suit you. So Mark Wilson, the more sensible answer... It's been that was quite a good story that this week, wasn't it? It was, uh, and I was thinking about it. I wonder if he did it to take the pressure or try and take the pressure and limelight away for his players. Uh, but then 
and reflection. I think he actually means it. Yeah. You know, he's that kind of guy who. Did they not double down and say that he he could guide City to the treble if, if he had if, that team or something yeah, along those yeah. lines? And you know what, Pep Guardiola was asked about it. Maybe. And, uh, and Pep Guardiola agreed with it in terms of, yeah, it's his knowledge and the older generation of managers that created. The, the way for them So I think he was being Very diplomatic And nice about it But Probably within himself He's thinking mm, What have you actually won As a manager Really Compared but, but to This trophy hall That I've won Ah oh, well okay Man City Bayern Munich And Barcelona Fine Right But you try winning The Champions League With Bolton It's a difficult <laughs> It's a difficult <laughs> Game um, But He's got to have something To be in the game That long But the game you, oh, you, you, say, you say these things who is arguing that he doesn't have something? You just completely move the goalposts. The I see, see the comment he's come out with, and I think you guys have to get off your high horse sometimes and just take a bit of a smile and take a laugh and just relax. That was probably just a throwaway statement mm. just to wind people up. Not sure. I think that's in Sam's locker. Kevin I like Big Van Veen. Always involved in goal mouth action. He's got the ball in the back of the net. Disallowed though, and it will be checked. Mikel Mandaron squared it to him. Is it going to be number 28 for the season? Uh, we will find out. David Friel was it that seemed very confident that he would match? Uh, no, no, he's. That was Michael Higdon that got the 28, wasn't it? Yeah. And um, mm -hmm. Van Veen's a, a few. I think David said 24 five, I think 25. he said Needs three Five games to go oh, He's, he's on 20 Where did Motherwell finish in the league that year? Was that the year they finished second yeah, they right in the league? Up there, yeah. I, I, I so know where they finished that year But you're thinking where the, the waiting goals What's more impressive? Higdon finishing second Or Van Veen playing in a team that was yeah. on way to oh, relegation Michael trouble. Higdon had some very good supply that season. Yeah, mm. Van Veen um, was doing most of the. But anyway, the groundwork himself. Kevin Clancy's still checking that earpiece. He's, he's just tapping it, just tapping it at the side, yeah. just to, to make sure you it's working. Because I do that in the gym, tap to put the volume up. Want uh, to change the song? Have you got the old earpods? Have you? Yeah, but well, that's I, very I, right. I don't know what you. it is about my lugs. Right, I've I'd, not, I'd, I'd imagine I'm you not got a big facial look <laughs> in the world. Right, my beak's quite you got big. Features, right? you, actually, and 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 my lugs are quite big as well. But I they're long. They're long, aren't they? I've noticed that. Do you know something? See where I'm drinking. I have never noticed before, right? Of everybody that works in this radio station, oh. your earlobes actually hang below <laughs> these big. These big headphones oh, are Hold on a minute. This is getting serious because we shugs laughing in the corner. He's <laughs> still wearing even. Because it'd be hanging for it. If I wore an earring, I would trip over it. Right. So I can't get ear. That's remarkable because they don't stick out. They're very long. So ear pods fall out even when I'm out walking. Surprise. So, so I've got to wear big things like you that. You could fit the noise cancelling headphones in your ears, I think. I get a couple of speakers. Uh, you've been, you've been saved by <laughs> you've been saved by a man called Fish. Goal flashes with Clydebilt Home Improvements. Will Fish and it's Hibs that go 2-0 in front. Easter Road faithful are enjoying that. They're still checking this Kevin Van Veen goal, by the uh, way. Well, and remember, this game already kicked off late. David Friel will be back at yours for dinner. But see, a great great start for Hibs, Hugh. Yeah. Um, that's really 
We had a great start from Fraser before the game. Stephen Robinson has never won a game at Easter Road. Astonishing. Mm. Uh, such a Surprised good manager at, that, yeah. at two different clubs. And he's on the way to another defeat here today. But I think Ke- Kevin Clancy at Mullow, he tapped his earpiece and he went on to Greatest Hits Radio. <laughs> and that's been the problem. <laughs> um, I mean, that's at least... And there must have been serious issues with where to plot the lines or maybe something in the build-up because you you know it's not always clear it might be something the fa- attacking phase of play yeah. is or something in the build-up you might need to but check everything but it is a ridiculous length we of are, time well I think we're now appro- we're approaching certainly four minutes or so now uh, on this Kevin Van Veen goal so just give it you know for the void no, just give no, it. No, I'm going to be back in the house before this is finished tonight. need to get better at that I know we've got our problems with VR everybody moans mm. about it but we need to reduce the time no in these goal. decisions no goal after no all, goal all, after all, all that, that. Yeah. Uh, there we go don't forget there are other games down the divisions but a lot of this a lot of the uh, the places are tied up if you like you look at Dumbarton they missed out on winning that league didn't they it's league 2 um, and a Peter Grant own goal has Stranraer one up at Dumbarton Falkirk trying to finish the season strongly Peter Header finished bottom already so it's Peter Head nil Falkirk one and there's your Man City two um, yeah. Leeds nil I think Sam's going to get what's coming to him today yeah it certainly looks like it so still Motherwell one nil up then that Kevin Van Veen goal doesn't stand after a very very lengthy lengthy chat a uh, bit lengthy check sorry yeah. Well, St. George's and Dundee United is the one that most fascinates me today, but still goalless. Uh, St. Johnson, if they lose today, welcome to the dogfight because they'll really be in it if they'll get a home win. Mentioned that the other week there, Gordon, with the, the crowds, mm. you know, St. Mirren selling at their allocation at Easter Road, Dundee United the same. And McDermott mm. Park shows what fans think of these post-split fixtures. I, I did say, sometimes it's just worth bearing this in mind. I know, I'm looking at the way Motherwell have tweeted this, they don't sound sure, so I'm not presenting this as gospel, but what I'm just trying to underline is, it's not always as easy as we think it is from the outside. So Motherwell have tweeted that after a bizarre five minutes, there was a lengthy VAR check, firstly for a possible red card, oh. and then an offside. That's according to Motherwell. Now, I don't know if somebody's just pressed the wrong button and that's what's given them the impression that there was a red card check first. Mm. But that, again, that's what everyone said, isn't it? That the communication needs to be there. Um, we should get to a stage sometime in the future, maybe not next season, but maybe the following year where we're able to hear what goes on. Maybe not live. I mean, I don't see why there's any reason we shouldn't because rugby do it. Um, but maybe in, retrospectively on the Monday or whenever, we might hear why referees have came to a certain decision and what they were chatting about. The audio being released would be helpful. So I think we'll get there sometime. It's the only way to kind of evolve this and take it forward and make oh, the fans yeah. more included yeah, in yeah. it. That, that's exactly mm. what we need is everyone spending six months poring over every single word that's yeah. been said. What did he mean by that? Did you hear that? Did you hear what oh, he said well, there? Hold what, on, did, what did he mean by that? Word? That's better than not knowing what's been said. That's not going to happen. I think. Oh. I, I don't necessarily. No, I'd love it. But be careful what you wish for. Yeah. Have yeah. you forgotten how mad we are? Like I said, it would. Ju- imagine the refs in the heat of battle in a stressful situation, doing their best to communicate with each other. They would be getting hung up for all sorts that they mentioned. We are so bring mad. It on, that would be good for yeah. us. We are so mad. We had an under eighteen youth cup final between Celtic and Rangers that could not 
have a crowd at it because it would be too dangerous. Um, Queen of the South, the Palmerston Pips, he's trying to finish the season strongly. Queen of the South 2, Kelty nil. Rory Payton, one of the nominees for League One Player of the Year. It sounded, we actually had a Queen of the South caller the other night wow. asking Marvin if uh, Rory Payton was going to leave ultimately being one of the nominees. As long as he wasn't asking Martin. Uh, yeah, it's, Martin, it's Martin. certainly. Um, <laughs> Keep quiet. It, <laughs> Did you not mean that? Nice. <laughs> Oh, I'm giving Marv. the old politician's oh. answer, but we're doing everything in our power to, to keep like Rory Payton was going yeah. elsewhere. Ah, ah, we go. He has been impressive. Seems to be the, always the one that pops up on the score sheet. Yeah, the Barton the, have equalised. What's your teaser here? I've got yeah. a cracker on that. I'll get the loan player. Name the last six players Rangers have signed from another Scottish club. This includes loan moves. Who are the last six players to have signed from Rangers from another Scottish club? Okay, let's try and get some wrong ones out of the way if we can. People doing very well. Lemon Curry wants to go for John McLaughlin. No, don't. Okay. <laughs> I don't don't do it. Don't do it. Baz has got one, Gordon. See if this is right. Let me see. Hold up your paper, please. No, I've, I've Hurry spelled, up, quick. I spelt it wrong. Oh, I know that. That's a given. Hold on. Oh. Yes, that's a good shout from you. Very yes. good. Um, well, so, so, what's your problem? Reese wants to go for Ryan Jack. No, don't. JB's got some interesting names. I think his time is just a little bit off. He's gone for the likes of Billy King. Not there. Michael Halloran. No. Greg Doherty. No. So just a bit off on the time. So keep your guesses coming, please, to them at Clyde SSB. Clash of heads between Mark O'Hara, friend of the show, and Jake Doyle Hayes, former St Mirren player. Jake Doyle Hayes is coming off with a cut head. Josh Campbell is coming on. A four minute stoppage there. Um, so there's going to be a delay to that one at Easter Road There's been a Kilmarnock free kick There is going to be a Kilmarnock free kick Sorry, 28 yards out Let me see your list of answers on that teaser please Hugh Has it been amended? There was a, a stewards inquiry that we we launched into one of them So we need to get a look at that Kelly going to try and convert from this free kick Get themselves level mm. uh, Anything else going in down the leagues I told you about Dumbarton's equaliser Former Motherwell player Liam Donnelly takes the free kick Against his former side Sees it blocked there uh, So it will stay Motherwell 1 Kilmarnock 0 It stays Hibs 2 St Mirren 0 After that clash of heads And nothing St Johnson Dundee United I did say to Roger Hanna Or I asked him If it would be tight And nervy And cagey And all the I words that he like used always like, Never a good game I, I, Yet to see a good game or be involved in a good think, game at McDermott Park. I think it's just the surroundings. <laughs> and yes, yeah. I don't know. Perth, the full Even when I I played there in a league. Tesco next door, if you need you know if you need any supplies. Other than yeah, that. so there I, I played there in the League Cup semi final. You know, it goes under the radar a little bit that St Johnson are trying to sell the club. I mean, uh, Stephen Brown and his dad Jeff Brown, uh, they're trying and they have apparently American buyers. But which division are you selling them? And that's why it's important that they don't lose today, don't slip down any further because the price you will get for the club would be slashed if you're in a, a lower league. They need another result. Yeah. They, and they need one quickly, Hugh, just to take a bit of pressure off because uh, there are a few clubs breathing right down their necks now. And, uh, you know, you're, you're talking about Dundee United today going there looking for four wins on the bounce. And... St Johnston Downward spiral for them For both clubs So looking at next year You're talking about St Johnston up for sale um, Dundee United Of course American owners But both sets of coaching 
staff uh-huh. don't know if they're going to be there next season True. so it could be a total clear out from both obviously Jim Goodwin sitting nice just now three wins on the bounce if he saves them you'd like to think he would get the job yep. but Stephen McLean sitting there unknown so we mm. could have a whole host of new managers in their premiership next season we've seen it across, across, yeah. the, across the, the footballing world but you know if we focus on our own part of it you know manage clubs rolling the dice late on trying to change things wonder how that last it's almost a fortnight now isn't it Stephen McLean's had because of the Scottish Cup games last week I wonder if that was useful at all if he felt like because you know it's not often in the heat of a an end of season that you're going to get time to actually get players on the training field and, and try and implement ideas yeah uh, and I just wonder how effective that is though when it's the assistant manager who's already been there who's who's taking control okay he'll have his own ideas I think it's slightly more effective when you've got a new face coming into the club um and trying new ideas maybe because you wonder if it'll be a bit samey time will tell the result will tell today again to mention Jim Goodwin took a wee bit of time but you hear from some of the players how hard they are working behind the scenes almost like a mini pre-season and they're getting battered but he's getting results so that was different from what Fox was serving up I just wonder if it'll work for St Johnson brave move um but, uh, like I say, time it's, will the, it's the new trend. You know, we'll talk about Sam Allardyce earlier. Frank Lampard brought in by Chelsea, trying to avoid seven defeats in a row today, which would be equaling a club record that you don't want. Uh, so they, they all try it. The, this last throw of the dice thing, and Stephen McLean comes into mm. that category. Well, I mean, down south seems even worse. Yeah. Sacking interim managers and all sorts. Um, Sean Goss has been booked for a pull on Scott Robinson. As Kelly try and get back in it The Palmerston Pip uh, They are pegged back now Kelty Hearts Queen of the South 2 Kelty Hearts 1 One of your wrong choices for this Is back in the game Dazzler That's all I can tell you Listen How can uh, we I, keep I, up with us If we're I know. We're getting the right answers We're we striking them off And we then you're asking us to know. put back in We need the right information Come on Anyway you get the right information at half time uh, still no more goals then to tell you about in Scotland It's gone a bit quiet, gone a bit slow There on the goal scoring front Hopefully that picks up Ross County Livingston incidentally uh, Huge as well in its own right And again goalless there This just comes down to Mark Wilson I suppose That usual sort of debate about What you've got to play for I mean Livy, very little But we saw it last night Wraith Rovers, the only team in the league with nothing to play for Draw with Partick Thistle It's it's not unheard of. I don't think David Martindale is necessarily the type that would allow his players to down tools. But then again, can you stop it? Is it subconscious? Um, look, it can work both ways. You could get players who do switch off or you can get players who play relaxed and become a more dangerous animal to face that often players, when they're relaxed, they, they sometimes nothing you... to lose and play better. I don't think David Martindale will be standing with his flip-flops on the side, no. though. You can imagine him being a quiet, kind of retiring sort into the last five games If you've gone all that way Mark From West Lothian To Dingwall You might as well go mm. And enjoy yourself Have a good game of football Go to Wimpy With Dave Galloway When oh you're up there um, Speaking of noisy managers What about Owen Coyle Last night The unforgiving mm. nature Of TV coverage At a ground like Oakle View yeah. I was Trying to get to sleep Last night And I thought someone Was telling me to track my runner <laughs> <laughs> He did, he did love that shout He loved that <laughs> shout And uh, It was only us That was paying attention Because some of his defenders Weren't paying attention Some of the goals They lost But Owen's Owen's always uh, been like that I mean I was mm. Lucky enough to play with him At Dundee United And had a good relationship Ever since 
I was gutted for him last night. Imagine him in the house, can you? He's so enthusiastic. He's, he's a great guy, yeah. Goes up to go to the bathroom. Go, your man, go, your man. Milking two, milking two. Man on, man on. Listen, I know Kerry. She's uh. the boss. <laughs> uh, but uh, you just wonder, maybe at five minutes before kickoff, sit everyone down and say, here's what we'll do. Always go with your runner uh-huh. until I tell you... Not, not, not to do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it must get home, hassle. and his voice must be shredded to pieces. But to be fair, when you're no disrespect, but when you're trying like, to say championship players don't listen, is that what's coming here? I, I think sometimes they find it very hard to take in the information at times and and retain it. And I think as a manager, you've got to remind them quite often. That's coming from a man. Who played in the championship for a long time? Yeah, well, <laughs> Conse- consecutive winner of championship player of the year. <laughs> yeah, but I was, I was uh, the were you a level I, above. Were you? I, I was a level okay. above. Yeah, I was a natural. I was just a, a, a young guy that had too much success too quickly mm. and fell off the rails. You like Rick Astley. I found. I, I was let a train. I found my way back on the tracks, and I, I went forward. And, and I had a good career at the end. So. You know, I can understand. He was like a train. <laughs> By the way, so many things he, he comes up with his poetic sometimes <laughs> and makes sense. Now like you a, know a, why a, he can't. A delayed Scotrail train. Uh, more yeah, like but, uh, now but, you know why he can't get three people to join him or come <laughs> down with me. I just exactly. got everything too quickly. Well, it was this week, of course. We got the the shortlist for this season's PFA Championship Player of the Year. Fraser Wishart's big do is not too far away. And you're always very proud of your, your speech. You, you, you tell us it was a cracker, but it was before... You know, nobody can remember that far back. Yeah, so yeah. I the, well, I had obviously mm. mistakenly worn the same suit as you do every oh, year. Yeah, it sounds like a genuine mistake. Come on, and then I pulled out my speech and I realised it was a speech the year before. <laughs> nobody wanted to hear that. They wrap that up and start again. You know, so it's just one of these. It's, it's a wonderful one. Wonderful. I do. think you'd have a rival. I think if Dom Thomas wins it this year, he's a bit of a oh, talker. Yeah. Is he? It's hard to shut him up. He was on the show the other night. He listens all the time. I think he could I'd buy a he's, ticket he's, to hear Dom's he's, he's got a speech. bit about him. If he doesn't want it, tell me come round my house and I'll show the two. I've got things. I thought you'd bend all skip. Oh, they're well gone. The medals are away. They're away in the bed. Mm, Maybe that's he, my sheet. I think he's got a bit about him. I think that, that could be... Is he quite quite lively, yeah, is he? Yeah. As a highlight. The, the whole awards too I know Fraser will not want to, to say that it, it's but not such a it's the lower league presentations are yeah. brilliant it's not a speech they do get carried away though, is it, it? No, it's more, is it not more of a and a with the host I think you would say it's more of a mumble sometimes because well, some of them I, have been uh, but you know what I mean they don't just stand I, there and like the football writers I, awards Hugh that's more of a speech you've prepared oh yeah, something yeah. you stand I think Fraser's do is more of a, a kind of back and forward uh, Roger will testify that uh, they demand a high standard of behaviour at the football writers do uh, but Fraser well. treats us with such respect that his do is infinitely better. Oh, listen to this guy trying to get a free glass of wine. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. You must not have a table in sports. You're not going along. The guy's only been a member of the Sport Writers Association for about <laughs> 75 years and he stabs his pals in the ah, back like that for oh, a free glass of wine. You are brilliant. Shameless. That's the way to do it. Get yeah. right shameless, 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 shameless. They won't be able to find me. <laughs> I <laughs> kid you'll be home at half nine. We Albert Craig and we can chase the in the, the hall. Albert, you're ready to go. You're ready to go. Sure, I've not had my starter. There's, <laughs> a, there's a distinct lack of action here for me to tell you, but in case you couldn't guess, by the way. Oh, here we do got one of these though in the premiership, and that could be a big one. Goal flashes. 
with Clydebilt Home Improvements. Ross County 1, Livingston 0, Alex Yakaviti at a time when Kilmarnock are losing. That is exactly what Malky Mackay needs. Remember, a, a reversal of that, a win for Kelly, a defeat for Ross County. You could be talking about proper relegation damage done today, so they need something like this. Uh, and as things stand, as that annoying phrase goes at this time of the year, still a lot of football to be played today, but that would move Ross County to within one point of Kilmarnock that's at what, the bottom. That's what the split's all about, to create this kind of tension that grows week upon week. And uh, Derek McInnes, the Kilmarnock manager, will be aware now that Ross County have gone our goal to the good. So, in the immortal words of the greatest manager of all time, it's squeaky bum time. Hugh actually talked me out that this afternoon. I told him in the studio, the sorry, in the office before we come in. I fancied Ross County, but he says no, no, they've mm. not got Brophy playing today. They're not over the line yet. Yeah, I know. But I said during the week, if Ross County do lose today, I'd discard them. I would say they're definitely gone. I was waiting till tonight at five o'clock to decide if they're still going to be in this uh, relegation to get out it, out the battle, and. If they get three points, they're certainly in a good place to get out of it. Well, just a few minutes to go before the break. Can County hang on to that one? Or do Livy have other ideas? Birigiti's made a save from Kerry. St Johnston's starting to come into that one uh, up there in Perth. So we'll see what Roger Hanna has to say for us at half-time. There's been a fair bit of action between Motherwell and Kilmarnock. Kevin Van Veen's had a shot blocked. Remember, the Steelmen are 1-0 up. But David Friel's due to finish a... About just before midnight I think Because it kicked yeah. off late There was the longest of VAR checks There was then some treatment for Dan Casey uh, So I think we're I don't think we're anywhere near half time on that one So Stand by for David Friel Well I tell you the last six time. players to have signed For Rangers for another Scottish club I suppose let me give it the big dramatic build up the first half teaser with the scottishsun.co.uk slash football for the best football news and opinion online the last six players Rangers signed from another Scottish club let me interrupt you Hugh sorry we'll do it again in a second because we've got a big one of these to tell you about goal flashes with Clydebilt Home Improvements Every goal is big at this time of the season But St Johnston have taken the lead Ooh. Liam Gordon who's a shot after Stevie May Missed his kick A long throw from the left Roger told us He said they were coming into it That could be huge At the bottom Because remember Going into today St Johnston Two points clear of Dundee United But many people fancy them to get dragged in this could change everything. St Johnston won up just before the break. Well, it is huge because we're chatting about Ross County and Kilmarnock, but of course that's the exact same for Dundee United. Mm-hmm. Now that they're one down, what football will be played? But a big goal. Right, Hugh, we'll cut the dramatic music this yeah. time. Just tell us the question and the answers. Now, the last the six players Rangers signed from another Scottish club, including loan moves, are, and the timeline is: Glenn Kamara came from Dundee in 2019. Jordan Jones came from Kilmarnock in the same year. Jake Hasty also came from Motherwell in 2019. Just sorry, at this point, Mark and Gordon have got none that keep going. <laughs> right. Florian Camberry, a loan signing from Hibs in 2020. Scott Wright came from Aberdeen in 2021. And 
Finally, John Souter came from Hearts last year. <gasps> well done if you got them all right. Terrible in the studio. Only three mm. from Mark Wilson and Gordon Diel. In case you didn't know already, lots of you with far better knowledge because loads of you got it right. The quickest were we scooch in third place. Paddy B was the second fastest. And WB7291 is the winner of the first half teaser. Well done to you. We've got a good Who Am I. I had a wee look at it in the office. A good Who Am I for you after the break. So stand by for that one. Get your thinking cap on. Remarkably, Gordon DL somehow is quite good at the Who Am I's. So we'll see how he fares this afternoon. Halftime whistles going down the divisions. Wow, these sound like end of season games. 4 for nil, East 5 nil, Alawa nil, Dunfermline nil. Um, not a great deal going on there. So this afternoon, in fairness to the guys in the Premiership, this afternoon is beginning to resemble last night in the Championship because take away the answer you first thought of, uh, we had Ross County perhaps in trouble they've gone a goal up St Johnston could they be in the dogfight they've gone a goal up mm. so all the tension is there yeah I mean five games to go of course in the Premiership so no time to take your foot off the gas for most of these teams if you're interested Mark Wilson I know you're desperate you've still got the track so you're desperate for Brecon how's your game go to come through the playoff and try and get back into the yeah, SPFL where, the they, edge, where they quite rightly belong um, they have just equalised against Spartans on the day So it's oh, one all That's good um, Which means Spartans <laughs> lead 2-1 on oh. aggregate oh. So as Jeez. a reminder of how this works Just in case you've forgotten Spartans won the Lowland League Brecon won the Highland League They now play in the playoff This is the second leg If it stays this way Spartans will progress to the final Where they will play the team that finishes bottom of League 2 that will be Albion Rovers unless Albion Rovers win today and Bonnie Reg Rose lose. So we'll keep an eye on that one because it's always it's just quite interesting to see who drops out of the the pyramid altogether, especially Albion Rovers who've been in it for a long time. Bonnie Reg Rose have only recently entered that pyramid, so could be a tense afternoon. Yeah, that's that is huge for a club like Albion Rovers. You say rightly, Gordon, it's just such a staple. The the league system but that's the argument that teams yeah. like that have remained in for years and years and these Time progressive teams yeah so would you like to see your old team back there no uh, uh, who breaking, breaking yeah back up no the, the team that deserves it I think it'll it will be a, worthy one. it was a lot of hard work to get them into the Highland League but would you not like to see them back ah, well I didn't play my part in that I, <laughs> I left them securely in League 2 um, so whatever happened after that Fraser Wisher says there's three minutes added three minute stoppage time for the four minute stoppage that they had <laughs> come on you Fraser stop being a hypocrite you're always moaning at how much is added on the referee's looked after you he's cut a minute off to get you up the road you're still not happy even if it is lacking in accuracy but there we go as things stand bottom three separated by one point half time at McDermott Park Roger Hanna St Johnson won in D United nil. You're in baller in the bottom six after the split, Gordon. Who do you look to for a bit of salvation? The club captain, and it's Liam Gordon who has produced the only goal of this Tayside derby in the first half. United started the brighter after three straight Premiership wins. On form, Stephen Fletcher tested the palms of St Johnson goalkeeper Remy Matthews after 11 minutes. St Johnson, of course, still rocking after losing Ryan McGowan, David Wotherspoon, and Connor McLennan to injury before the game took them a little while to get going James Brown sclaffed a shot wide after 15 minutes but it was United in the, the first half hour who looked the more likely to get the breakthrough Ian Hart had a header from Aziz Behage's cross saved 
by goalkeeper Matthews after 18 minutes. Kieran Freeman then bus cleared on the right, only for his deflected effort to fly off target. St Johnson really were a slow burner in the game. They almost caused their own downfall. Goal captain Gordon, he was robbed by Omari Niskanen. They had to get back and recover just to clear the danger before Niskanen could get a shot in on Matthews' goal. But the longer the half went on, they grew into it a bit more and more. Stevie May had a snapshot blocked by Loi Kaina. And then goalkeeper Mark Beregeti, he pushed out an angle drive by Adam Montgomery. Steve McLean, the St Johnson caretaker, was still searching for his first win as manager after a seven-game winless run for the Saints. Winless at home since last November, remember. Beregeti, he then pushed away another effort from Graham Carey after 37 minutes as Saints really pushed for a breakthrough. And it came, 43 minutes, a long throw-in from Andy Considine, wide on the left-hand side. United and goalkeeper Beregeti just failed to deal with it completely. May should have scored. He had a fresh ear swipe at it, but the ball fell invitingly for centre-back Gordon up for the set-piece. And he slammed a low right-foot drive past Beregeti into the corner of the net. Just what Saints needed. They're ahead in the derby. St Johnston won, Dundee United nil. Interesting start to that one. What about Easter Road with Fraser? Hibernate 2, St Mirren nil. Been very comfortable for Hibs to deserve to be in front, but how poorly St Mirren have played at times. Stephen Robinson will be furious at the two soft goals they have lost and just their general play, which has been very slack. Elian and Will Fish with the home side's goal. But a very slack start by St Mirren, causing themselves real problems more than Hibs slack. Uh, sorry, Hibs play. It was slack passing. Almost allowed Nisbet through and goal on a couple of occasions, but then fourth minute came the opening goal. Really poor from their perspective. You could look at Stephen Robinson, who was jumping up and down in fury at the side of the park. Charles Dunn had a throw in just inside the Hibernian half. He tried to throw it to, to Marcus Fraser on the other side of the park in the middle of the uh, centre circle. It bounced awkwardly, it wasn't thrown hard enough, it bounced up. And as Fraser hesitated, he didn't whether to go to the ball, whether to wait for it. Ewan nipped in, robbed him, and ran through unchallenged from the, almost the halfway line. What a one of the goalkeeper, really good finish by the striker, low past Carson. First chance for St. Man was in 11 minutes. Mark O'Hara with a volley, a bouncing ball from the edge of the box, just over the bar. I didn't quite catch it, but it was awkward for Marshall when it almost sneaked in, just settled it on the top of the net. Kevin Nisbet then tested Carson with a low 20 yard free kick, comfortable save for the goalkeeper. But it was 2 0 on the 24th minute. On the right hand side, an in swinging Joe Newell corner. Paul Harnley went to attack it in the near post he missed it and the ball bounced up in the air and then to the back post and Will Fish came running in to head past Carson into the net really good effort by the, the Simon goalkeeper but the ball ended up in the side and it was actually a good finish by Fish because the ball came at him very very quickly it was a stoppage for four minutes a bad head clash you know Har and Doyle Hayes Hibs man had to go off and replaced by Josh Campbell but it was Kevin Nisbet always dangerous used his strength to hold off Gallagher shot from 20 yards again called to save by Carson then Campbell was sub tried his luck from distance a left foot shot again good save by Carson Strain did the same for St Mirren from 25 yards in a rare St Mirren attack but little to be seen by the Saints attacking a force Curtis may be coming openly frustrated at the poor crossing from either wing and then just before half time Chris Cadden missed kick from 6 yard really good move down the right hand side excellent Kevin Nisbet cross into the 6 yard box and somehow Cadden managed to just sclap the ball to the back post but Eli Ewan picked up and his shot was saved by the feet of Carson from about 8 yards Campbell then fired over from 8 yards Gogic did just enough to put him off as St Mirren just hung on to make sure at half time it was Hibernian 2 St Mirren 0 Mm, big game that one at Easter Road Big result potentially Coming for Hibbs and Lee Johnson Now you know that a game is running on a bit When we have to take the break And then give you the half-time report That is the script at Fur Park We'll speak to David Friel next The fastest goals The expert opinions This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Half-time whistles have gone 
Around the country For the most part Still playing at Fir Park It was delayed Because of Kevin Clancy's earpiece There was then a very long VAR check There was an injury They added on five minutes David Friel felt it should have been seven They only added on five And then within the five Callum Slattery Went down injured as well So it is almost Three minutes to four And still The half time whistle Has not gone there uh, At Fir Park Which is quite remarkable um, give us your quick thoughts on the other two games that we have heard from. I'm, I'm doing my as things stand table, and uh, at the moment, Ross County would go on to 30 points, putting them just one point behind Kilmarnock and Dundee United as things stand. And as things stand, St Johnston would go on to 36 points, and that would be very, very good for them. So, Dundee United, Kilmarnock, Ross County. They're the three in trouble Yeah, As things stand Huge scorelines at both ends of the table Because I know we're concentrating on the relegation battle It's right in our faces But Hibs winning at home against St Mirren They're looking upwards They're looking towards Hearts And like you mentioned They would fancy Hearts to get beat tomorrow Finally half time at Fir Park Let's speak to David Friel Finally indeed Gordon Half time Mullowell won Kilmarnock won And Mullowell are shown They aren't just a one man team It isn't just about Kevin Van Veen or King Kev As Mullowell fans said Blair Spittle has grabbed The only goal of the game So far to give him A deserved lead Spoke before the game About Mullowell's Second top scorers Only having four goals Well Spittle is now Out in his own with five After a good strike To put Stuart Kerterwell's side In control Mullowell have been good They have deserved it Kelly not so much There was a delay to kick off As you said Due to a problem with Kevin Clancy's earpiece Mullerwell wasted no time when we did start opening the scoring inside four minutes good pressing led to space down the left for James Furlong he showed great composure picked out Spittle with a low cross and Mullerwell midfielder took a touch with his right and then found the bottom corner with his left really good goal Mullerwell had all the early pressure Spittle had a shot deflected wide as did Callum Slatter after a well worked corner Kevin Van Veen then had the ball in the net midway through the half when he converted Mikael Mandron's low cross but that was disallowed finally after a five minute VAR check with the assistant ref Mike Ronkon also looking at a potential red card for a Sean Goss tackle on Alan Power. It was no goal and no red card we played on eventually. Mullerwell have been a better team, but Kelly Half and some glimpses of goal. Scott Robinson in for Kyle Vassell. He fired wide from a decent position, should probably have done better. Danny Armstrong, who's been the biggest threat as usual, also killed a free kick off the base of the post. So it's fair to say Mullerwell are well controlled, and with Ross County winning, Kelly really need to produce something special in the second half to turn this around. Half time, Mullerwell won, come on it now. Second half's coming up next. <laughs> 